Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play-by-play coming to you live here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. We're already fighting the computers here. I was having issues getting the show to record. And, oh, another day, another day. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. It's hump day. We're officially halfway through the work week. Getting closer to the weekend. Getting closer to having good a good time. Getting closer to the start of the upcoming school year, which will start next week in Lafouche Parish. Next Friday, the kids report back to school. I know that a lot of y'all parents out there who are paying babysitters and take care and everything are excited about that. Get the little toddlers back in school where they could learn and everything of the sort. And then us here, we're excited because, you know, we're going to be talking about football and volleyball and everything in between. So we're so much looking forward to that over the next couple of weeks and months. Let's thank the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We've got some call-in guests that we got lined up today, and we've got a fun show lined up today. We've got Richard Jones of Homa Christian, new boys basketball coach at Homa Christian. He'll be joining us in the next segment at 1145. Um, Coach Jones was formerly at Terrebonne High School. Good coach, good dude. He's going to do a good job at Homer Christian. He's going to have an opportunity to work with a program that was young, inexperienced maybe, took some lumps maybe, uh, but are now going to be better positioned because of those lumps that they took to succeed in the future. So we'll have Coach Jones at 1145. At noon, B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School. B.J.'s kind of been in and out of the field house battling an injury. <laughs> Not a great start to the football season when the head coach is injured. Uh, but BJ is, uh, he's okay. I- I'm just kidding. He's going to be all right. And he's going to be ready to go for the upcoming year. Uh, we'll ask him about everything that's been going on over in Tarpon land. You know, they, they're now scheduled to play a, a football game, non-district football game over in the Superdome. That's now 1000% official. They'll be playing uh, central Lafouche in the dome. And we look forward to chatting with BJ at noon about everything happening in the off season out there. 1215. It's Wednesday. We're going to Taylor Griffin. We're going to be asking him about their fishing rodeo and New grand opening out in Gulfport. And then we'll also chat about some sports with Taylor and uh, figure some things out there. We've got our mail back at 1230. Questions from you all that I'll get answered. Then I got to eat a little bit of crow, y'all. Michael Thomas is back on the practice field for the New Orleans Saints. Um, Looks pretty good. You know, yesterday I was over here shouting and screaming, oh, this guy doesn't want to play. What's wrong with this guy? One day later, he's back on the practice field looking like he's ready to give it a go. And as well, he should be on the practice field, by the way. I mean, he's only been out two years with a sprained ankle, so as well, he should be back out on the practice field. Um, want to talk a little bit about something here in the first segment of the show, then we'll catch a break and we'll go to Richard Jones. We have hinted about this, and by the way, I'm pulling double duty today. I am doing this show, again, while watching my Atlanta Braves on MLB.tv. So if I'm in the middle of a sentence and I just stop, like, yeah, let's go. Odds are my guys hit a home run or something of the sort, so bear with me. I'm kidding, of course. We're going to be uh, full first and full attention is to you guys first. Then on my Atlanta Braves second, we'll be peeking in on them during the commercial breaks and everything of the sort. But let's talk about this. Um, there's a big issue that's coming to the surface in high school athletics Louisiana. Well, there are a lot of big issues, but there's only... <laughs> There's only this one that I'm going to talk about in the open of today's show. Um, we don't have enough referees, guys. Like, we don't even remotely have enough referees. 
Uh, there have already been conversations and discussions based on some of the coaches and the athletic directors that we've spoken to about moving games from Fridays to Thursdays, about moving games from Fridays to Saturdays, about doing whatever they can do um, to be able to spread the workload out enough to be able to get these games in and to do the proper service for everybody involved. Um, so my message, I guess, is, you know, man, look, I go to a lot of different places on Friday nights in the fall, and I go to a lot of different places, you know, basketball gyms and whatever it may be. I go to a lot of different places. And I know, based on the experiences that I have going to all of these places, at each football stadium, there are about 150 people in the stands every Friday who think that they know every single rule and who think that they could do a better job than the people on the field who are throwing the flags and wearing the striped shirts. If that is actually the case, you know, let's put it into action. So I'm calling out like the young men and young women who think that they know the game and who want to get involved and you want to complain and you want to yell and scream and you want to make, frankly, conditions unfavorable for the officials on the field, which is the reason why we have a shortage is because human beings in the stands can't act right and can't keep their mouths to themselves and can't understand that no one's making a mistake intentionally. And if a call is missed, it's not on purpose. The people on the field are doing the best that they can. So for the people who are making things miserable for the officials, rise up. Let's go. Let's fix it. If you could do better, do better. Get off your ass and let's go. Let's, let's uh, get an application filled out and let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. And if you're not willing to do that, which it's okay. Some people have work obligations or whatever it may be, or if you're not willing to do that, then in the upcoming season, let's be more reasonable. Let's be, let's be a little bit more reasonable. Let's be a little bit more understanding of human error. Let's be a little more understanding of the fact that, hey, man, these are judgment calls. These are difficult things to see. We may watch an NFL or a college game, and we have to roll it back a hundred times in super slow-mo before we finally get resolution. Imagine having to make that call on the field live without the benefit of any replay or anything of the sort. Look, I'm not fussing just to be fussy. I'm on the radio calling these games live. At time, I'm too hard on the officials. I understand that. And I've apologized personally to some of the officials that I've criticized some of their work. They know that it's just passion, and they know that it's in good spirits, and that it's not with any ill or mean-spirited intent. They understand that. But to the folks in the stands that want to, you know, proclaim, "Oh, get that guy glasses or whatever," and want to, and who are going to be the first? One, this is where I want to go, really. Who are going to be the first ones complaining whenever a game has to get moved from Friday to Thursday? Are going to be the first ones complaining whenever a crew is short-staffed on Friday and there aren't enough officials? Do something about it. Do something about it. I'm not asking you to go do charity. I'm not asking you to volunteer your time. You're going to get paid. And you're going to get paid really well. Like the local high school officials get pretty good little side hustle for what they do. And they still can't find anybody to, to go out there because it's hard. It's physically taxing. It's not an easy thing on the body to do. Go run around and everything like that. And then... The mental emotion of you got to be booed and yelled at and screamed at, and you know sometimes they follow to you, follow you to your car, and all this nonsense that people do. Just act right, or if you not don't want to act right, go and volunteer and go do it. Go go spend your time. Go go give it a shot. Go see what it's all about. And maybe you'll appreciate and respect the work that those people do a little bit more. So that's the first little mini rant that I want to get on. The second little mini rant that I want to get on is um, 
and this isn't even a mini rant. This is just me talking about some of the things in the headlines. We're approaching uh, about a month and a half, two months, until the LHSA is going to formally decide how they're going to break up their divisions and classifications in Louisiana. That'll be a mid-September meeting, based on what I've been told, uh, where they're going to formally decide who's select, who's non-select, where they're going to formally decide how many teams are going to be in the playoffs in each respective classification, what the brackets are going to look like. and uh, I, I've given you my thoughts on this. A couple of times, but for those who are new listeners, because I understand that we do have a new listening audience recently, our audience has grown quite a bit. If you haven't gone back in the archives and listened, um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous the way that the LHSA has handled this throughout the summer. There are several coaches who have come on the show here and who have agreed with that sentiment. This is supposedly a principal's organization. Every committee meeting in January, every annual meeting, that's that's the big phrase and the key word that is used. But yet you're going to bypass your principals and you're going to bypass your athletic directors and go and secretly with your executive committee pass drastic change. That is going to drastically change what the association looks like. Putting these open enrollment and magnet schools and charter schools all lumped together and like it's going to drastically change the way all this looks you do that kind of quietly behind closed doors that's a mess and what's also a mess is that you're not going to have your apples together enough to have things laid out before the start of the season so you're going to be making up rules as the season goes on on the football side of things you're going to enter the season or as a football coach and a football program in louisiana not knowing how many teams are going to make the postseason before the postseason starts. You're going to enter the football season, be in week two or week three, and see, hey, I'm seeded 30th in the power ratings and not have a damn clue what that means because you're not going to know if 32 teams are getting in, 24 teams are getting in, 16 teams are getting in. You're not going to have a clue what it means. It's a shame. It's a shame. This all should have either been done over the summer, all of it, or this all should have just been done in January during the annual session when everybody was in the room together. And the fact that that isn't what took place is why we're in the mess that we're in right now, where there are schools that are taking the association to court, that are suing and everything of the sort. It's why we have the soap opera that we do right now, because the adults in the room are making blanket decisions that are going to impact and affect the schools, which are going to impact the kids and the schools are not having any voice to be able to say if this is or is not something that they want. And that is wrong. LHSAA stands for Louisiana High School Athletic Association. They serve the high school athletic departments in our state. When they make these rash, strong moves and they go quietly behind behind closed doors and meet with their oh, executive committee, They're doing things that are not in the spirit of serving the high schools around the state. And that, those little things right there, those little political maneuverings right there are why there's distrust, why there's a divide, and why we're going to struggle to ever get things in this association back together. And it's a shame. It's a shame. It's play-by-play on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to get Richard Jones on the line. The new boys basketball coach at Home Christian will be joining us in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here enjoying our Wednesday. It's hump day. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day so far. We go to the new home of Christian boys basketball coach, Richard Jones, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. How are you? Doing fine, my friend. Look, I know it's an exciting time for you. You get the new position in Homa Christian, and I was talking in the first segment of the show. It's a young program, a town, a program that maybe took a little bit of a uh, – had some hiccups last year, putting it mildly, but there was some talent there, and I know you're excited to get to work with that talent next year. Oh, for sure. They, they definitely uh, played a played a tough schedule, and uh, uh, Coach Fry did a great job putting themselves out there and putting them – putting that team through some adversity and uh you know the growth is there uh there's still some pieces there there's a there's a nice young crop um it's it's set and ready to to really build in something special so tell me about this you know you, you're at Terrebonne and then you decide to step away kind of just take a year off or whatever it may be 
What did you learn in that year? Because I know you didn't just put basketball away for full 365 days. You were in the gyms and watching and observing. What did you What did you take from that year away, and how did you become a better coach in that year away? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, I pulled back, and it wasn't uh, I was going to just take a year off. I honestly uh, didn't think I'd be back in the in the coaching realm of things uh, this early or at all. Um, I really just kind of worked on myself, kind of reinventing who I am, uh, repairing myself mentally, uh, physically, just uh, working out, you know, just it, just feeding myself positivity. Um, you know, the year did a lot for me. I was able to, you know, catch up and spend some family time. And uh, it was a it was a huge year for me, man. It, it really was. And um, when this opportunity came up and, and Homer Christian reached out to me. Uh, it, it was it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. You know, um, their goals aligned with my goals. Um, uh, so early on in the process, I feel so welcome, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't feel phony. It doesn't feel like new coach magic fairy dust. It feels genuine and authentic, and and that that's what truly was intriguing about the job. Very good. And look, you know, I, I had Butch on last week and, you know, we, we were talking and he said that, you know, hey, man, I like the vibe right away. I knew this was the guy that we wanted right away to hear things like that from your athletic director, man. It's got to feel super good knowing that, you know, hey, this is a place where you were wanted. Yeah. You know, you know, Butch and I, I think we had a connection right away uh, once we kind of talked and, you know, he's got something to prove to uh, being a new AD. Uh, so I was basically one of his first main hires. Uh, and and I value that, and I'm not I'm not looking to let him down or let Homer Christian down. Uh, Principal Jimmy Champagne was was very very welcoming as well. Just just everything about it was a was a great situation and something I'm really looking forward to. It's a little bit of a different situation than anything that you've been used to, because you're going to have the kids at a younger age. It's a K through 12 school, so there could be more development at younger ages or whatever it may be. But I know that you also like that. You like working with the young kids and fundamentals and everything of the sort. So talk about what that's going to be like. You're going to have, you know, young and old. You're going to have, you know, the full spectrum over there at Home of Christian to work with. It'll it'll definitely be a change of pace for me. Uh, you know, just the dynamic of the situation. We don't have a, a JV program per se. Um, you know, if a kid's ready to play as a seventh grader, he can dress for me and play play varsity athletics, you know seventh grade all the way up to 12 uh so we'll have a junior high team and we'll have a varsity team and uh you know just trying to grow the program is pretty is pretty huge uh but valuing the, those fundamentals are, are very key um i think i'll be able to attack this this job in a you know in a unique situation it's, it's kind of hard to find many different coaches that that have the experience of coaching more kids on the athletic side of things and more of a fast paced team. So I kind of know what I would do and try to attack a, a home Christian style team. Now on the opposite side of things, I could kind of build and puzzle piece around to make sure we we're equipped to handle that style of basketball. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, man. So let's talk about this. Have you had a chance to, to meet with the guys yet? I know it's summer break. Maybe you did or didn't. But uh, in, if you if not, have you seen them on tape? Do you know uh, a little bit about what you have coming back? So uh, my main focus so far was just uh, really trying to get settled in as a as a teacher and just uh, a part of the Homo Christian community. The basketball side is such a uh, it, it's such a 
a fascinating thing because it's, you know, it's a lot of information gathering. And of course, uh, my, my bedtime is kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of thrown out the window. So, I, you know, I'll stay up late and cross reference, uh, you know, max preps, uh, coach Fry was able to give me access to huddle. So I've, I've watched some film. I've, I've cross-referenced uh, the roster and on what's returning. I've made some phone calls, you know, about some of the kids. But I really, truly want to step into this, uh, giving the kids a clean slate, uh, really trying to grow the program. Uh, the only phone call that I made as far as team-wise, I called Evan Savoy, um, the, the big senior leader. Uh, he was able to give me a lot of contact information. He just sent it to me a little while ago. And uh, we, we're setting something up to where we'll do like a meet and greet. So I'll be able to meet some of the team uh, this evening, which is which is pretty, you know, it's going to be nice. Put a put a name on it, you know, with a face and and kind of go from there. And nothing, nothing serious, just just unofficial, just shake hands and, you know, not talk about myself, but just let them know what kind of what to expect going forward. Very good. Look, you were a public school head coach. Now you're going to be a select school head coach at a time where the association is like a volcano and it's about ready to explode at any given time. Have you been following all this mumbo jumbo with, you know, open enrollment schools and magnet schools and charter schools? And if so, what are your thoughts as you're seeing it all shake out? Now you're on the other side of the fence of it. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've kind of followed from a distance. Uh, I'm kind of in the... I kind of have the stance of, uh, you know, whatever happens, we need to adapt to the situation at hand. And uh, the decision they make is the decision they make. So whether I like it or not, um, that'll be what we'll have to kind of face and and adapt to. So it's, I'm looking forward to the decision. I just, I just wish they would make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, brother. Let's talk about this. I know whenever, you're taking a new job, you know, you're going to put a lot of thought into it and you probably got, you know, a mission statement or some goals or some plans in place for what you, some things you want to have accomplished. What are some of those goals, brother? What are some things you're hoping to see happen over at Home of Christian in your time there? I want to coach a group of kids that are, that are tough nosed, uh, play hard, take tough coaching, uh, adapt and, uh, and, and, and not fold up when you, you face a little adversity. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to kids that, that show up and work and uh, and not brag, you know, uh, about a about a highlight down 30. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for kids. <laughs> I'm looking for kids that they want to put their hard hat on and and go to work each day at practice and and get better. And you know, you work hard at practice, the game comes easy. And I, and I know this, you know, this first year is it's not going to be easy. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna work hard every day, man. We really will. Um, the scheduling right now, trying to schedule some games. Uh, the schedule that was given to me was a little light, so that's kind of my main priority right now is trying to trying to get teams scheduled and uh, put ourselves in a good position where we can pick our spots and try to build some confidence, but at the same time uh, put them against some competition. And uh, I'm looking to play a lot locally and, uh, and advertise these kids and uh, and just, just build something, you know, try to get people out to – Come watch some home of Christian basketball. Very good, man. Look, whenever we had Butch on, he said that one of the people who uh, recommended you to the program was Coach Luke on the girls' side. She's won, you know, a zillion games on the girls' side. So, man, to have that recommendation, that's got to feel pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, look, that's having having Coach Luke on the other side of things on the girls' side. It's, uh, 
I kind of look at it like a cheat code. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the same thing with uh, with Coach Sinek at E.D. White having Coach Keith on the other side. It's uh, man, it's I told uh, I told my wife I said it's, it's kind of tough for me being uh, being the second most competitive coach at the school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's going to be new for me. So uh, no, definitely I, I you know it's one of those things. Basketball is a beautiful game, just like any other sport. And uh, the day you stop growing, the day you stop learning is the day the game leaves you behind. So being able to utilize and, uh, you know, grow a closer relationship with uh, Coach Kathy Luke and and really just, you know, just picking her brain about things, you know, whether it's something I, I take away or something I, I, I don't go forward with. Man, she's she's been welcoming. She's been a huge asset. And for her to even give me a call and, and recommend me was, was an honor. Before we let you go, you know, there are big expectations around your football team this coming year. Are the Eagles going to dethrone the Cowboys in the East, brother? Hey, I, I need to see Jalen Hurst throw the out route. Yes. Throw it on time, man. I, look, I, I, lo- I love the guy. I love everything he's about. he's about. I love how he's programmed and wired. But at the end of the day, you need the guy to be able to make those consistent big-time throws. Uh, you know, just look at uh, – you know, Joe Bur- Burrow had the weapons, but just look at Joe Cool. You know, you need a guy like that. So, uh, as an Eagles fan, I'm, it's a wait-and-see approach for me. So, uh, we'll see. I'm excited about the year, uh, but but I'm not going to, you know, lie to you and say, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is the answer at quarterback. <laughs> you and I, are, we're, we're eye-to-eye on that one, brother, because I'm not so sure either. Look, my friend, I'm happy for you. Thank you so much for the time. We're going to chat again soon, okay, bro? All right, Casey, thanks, man. You do a great job. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. That is Coach Richard Jones with now home a Christian. Kind of a little bit different saying that. Uh, he's going to do great there. He's going to do great there. He is um, He's going to develop the younger players, teach them at a young age the right way to do things, get that right mindset, and then whenever they're upperclassmen players, they're going to play extremely hard. And um, I think that he's in a great spot right now. I, I really believe that. And I – you know, he's a friend of mine, so, you know, if I thought he was in a bad spot or a bad situation, I'd kind of, you know, text him privately, like, hey, bro, what's going on? But, no, I genuinely, genuinely believe he's in a good spot to succeed and shine and do some good things. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. Another guy who's in a good spot and a good situation to do some good things is B.J. Young, the South Lafouche High School football coach. We'll ask B.J. his thoughts on camp, which is opening up next week in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. 
We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. play-by-play here on KLEB. We thank Richard Jones for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we go to the phone lines and we have on BJ Young, South Lafouche High School Football. BJ, good afternoon, buddy. How are you, man? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing well. How are y'all? We're doing great, brother. Um, You guys are just right up against the start of camp here. Maybe a couple of workouts here and there before you guys are getting after it. Talk about the excitement, bro. I know you guys are fired up and ready to roll. Yeah, it's here. You know, uh, uh, we 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 nipping at the bit to get out there and start. Um, I know our, our kids are as well. Uh, look, it's my favorite time of the year, uh, and, and I feel like I can speak on, you know, pretty much a lot of people that that this is a fun time, and uh, it only gets funner from here on out. You're going to get a chance to see how much progression you guys made over the summer since you last had them in the spring, and you know, talking to some of your assistant coaches and also yourself throughout the summer. Sounds like you guys are going to be pleased with some of those that work that you put in. It's been a long summer, a lot of hitting the sled, a lot of running, a lot of lifting, but I think the kids are going to be better for it. Yeah, we, we got better. There's uh, We got a lot of good work. Uh, you know, it started, we were going to them 707s at Hornville, which they do a great job, man, real organized and a lot of great talent. You know, you got teams like like John Aaron and St. James, who they, they're going to get in your face and, and kind of, uh, you know, sparkle up a little bit. So our kids got to compete. And uh, we got better week to week, and it was evident. You know, you could see it. And, uh, you know, I, I think our O-line uh, and, and D-line, our boxes have gotten a lot better because we hit the sled every day. Um, kind of like a non-negotiable deal, you know, and, and they know it, and then uh, they, they've learned to love it. And uh, so and we'll hit it as a team, you know. So, man, we got a lot better. I, I, I don't – we're not there yet. You know, this next, these next two, three weeks or three weeks of camp, um, you know, a little extended practices, a little longer. You know, you start installing your special teams, uh, certain short yardage pack. You know, we, we run our meat wagon stuff. So getting some stuff like that and, you know, towards then working some situational stuff, uh, you know, looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to keep getting better every day uh, to, to get ready to go for uh, fall uh, scrimmage. How are you doing, bro? I know you have a battle in the finger issue and couldn't sweat and we're limited. Are you going to be a full go when camp starts, or is it going to be a situation where you're going to have to, you know, stop and start at times? Well, I went, I went to the doctor yesterday, um, and uh, he, he assessed. He said, look real good. And I told him, I said, Doc, look, I'm going to be that guy now. I said, what you think? I can go outside and sweat and coach and stuff? He said, go. He said, you're good to go. You can go. Wonderful. That's great so, to hear. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm fired up to get back out there. Been, been nipping at the bit, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, for, to the start. One of the things you told us at the end of spring is you wanted to see more physicality. And I've had Bryson Brody and some of your other assistants on throughout the summer, and they said, hey, look, 
you know, we're we're beating it into them this week, you know, was there or, or this summer, but they've been having to hit the sleds and run and you know, trying to get that nasty. How are we going to see some of that monster early in camp? I'm sure you're going to be looking to see, hey, man, are these guys ready to hit and ready to go to battle? Yeah, look, what's crazy is, man, two years ago when I got here, and it's kind of the same thing every year. You know, you got you got to install a certain mentality. Um, and even if you got returning starters back, sometimes they can get complacent. So you got to, you got to kind of stay on them, you know, with the physicality and, and competing at every, every rep um, in practice in the weight room. And I uh, told him last night, the parent, you know, every rep you compete, you're competing for a job. You know, if you're going to get to play on Friday night or not. And, um, yeah, physicality is something that, that we, we pride ourselves on. And, um, you know, we do a lot of competition stuff at the beginning, um, especially during spring football and during camp. You know, a lot of our stuff we're doing when you can put the pads on is live. You know, it's tackling to the ground. Um, we do competition stuff at the beginning where one is one-on-one, and I want to see who's going who's gonna to crack. And, um you know, you, you you getting better. You get better because of it. You know, I, I remember a time last year. I think it was after the Central or Baton Rouge game. Um, I made a decision that everybody was live, running backs, quarterback. <laughs> it didn't make you catch a pick. DBs. You know, we 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 needed to get more physical. We needed to get physical fast. So risky decision. You know, and you don't see that a lot. But I thought it paid off, and um, it, I thought we got better because of it. So. Um, you know, sometimes a little unorthodox the way you kind of maybe do things, but but you got to get it out of them. And uh, I think we do a, a good job with it. So, um, you know, try try to keep it going in the in the right direction. With so few returning starters, coach, is it a situation where this coming season you guys are going to have to self scout maybe a little bit more and a little bit better? Go back and watch the tape of practice and kind of evaluate your own team to see who your best eleven are going to be on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Uh, I, no, uh, we do that. We do that on a, on a regular basis. Um, we, we watch we watch film every day. You know, uh, it, during camp and before you're playing games, you watch yourself a lot. Uh, once we get to the season and we play in opponents, uh, you know, we'll we, we watch you know almost half and half. Or we'll, what we do a lot of times is we'll highlight plays in practice. You know, if we run in a certain concept, but we have to out, it's a mandatory outside release on a backer and we go on inside and we keep going inside, you know, we'll, we'll cut those clips out and show it or little things that we see here and there, we got to correct and then we'll move on and watch film of the, of the team. So, um, but right now, no, it, it's just about us. You know, we, we'll watch film and assess and, you know, we, we got positions to figure out. You know, there is no more Hunter Conley's or, or Wes or Brody Pete's, you know, um, where they, where they kind of, you you knew you kind of knew where those guys stood. You know every position is wide open, uh, and I and I mean that. Uh, so you, uh, more of you know maybe grading players to see, you know who has less mental buzz, so who who's more physical or who puts us in a better position to win. Um, maybe a little bit more focus on that, but but still worrying about ourselves to start. And then once we get to the season, you know you, you start looking at film for the other guys. You're expecting to get your quarterback or one of your quarterbacks cleared whenever school starts. Talk about that timeline and then also some of the things you're expecting to see from him right away in camp should he get cleared to let you know, all right, he's ready to be thrown into the fire. Yeah, look, and I, I'm going to say this before I get into that, that, that our, our quarterback who we've been going going to war with, I guess you can say, since the spring and in the summer, I, I'm going to tell you, this kid's phenomenal. Uh, Josh Mack, he's going to be an incoming freshman. I mean, this kid, this kid's the real deal. And uh, nothing phases him. We call him Sunshine because like, he looks like the guy from Remember, remember <laughs> Yes, he does. But, uh, man, great kid, super smart, nothing phases him. And, uh, you know, I told, I told, I told the coaches, yeah, he, he's better than I was when I was that age, you know, and not saying that I was, like, so, super legit or nothing, but he, he can play, man. 
And then you add to it, you know, Carson Ogeron, a transfer who's been under lights for two years. Um, you know, super athletic, uh, great arm, um, 4.0 GPA, high ACT score, just an all-around athlete, you know, really loves the game. Uh, so, yeah, man, looking forward to getting him. He can start practice on, on the Friday, so he'll miss a few days. And, look, it's going to be a crunch. You know, there's a lot for him to get to know uh, in a short amount of time, uh, but I'm confident that he will. And, uh, you know, we'll see how things play out. But uh, I'm going to tell you, the future of South Lafouche football as far as a quarterback standpoint is in, is in great hands for the next four years. So let me ask you this, without maybe spoiling too many of your secrets, and if you don't want to go into this much detail, feel free to, you know, skirt the question. Is there a spot where there's a possibility of, you know, you put the ninth grader quarterback for some packages and throw the ball at Carson? Like, is he a guy that can maybe play other positions, running back, receiver, whatever? Yeah, look, man, it's, it's, Coach Colley had him in, in regular PE uh, this past season. And um, I had seen him do some things because uh, he had, like, like, the way his schedule was set up, he had two PEs. So I had seen him uh, run around at PE, throw the ball, run around and stuff. And I told Coach, I said, Coach, this kid's like, the real deal, man. Like, he, he can play. And Coach had him in P. I was out, and he had took my class or whatever, and he had him. And he came back the next day. He was like, Coach, he, 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 you wouldn't mind. Like, this kid can go. So, um, you know, I don't know. That would be something we look at. And, um, you know, man, like, our job is to put, put the best 22 on the field. And, um, but, I, but I feel real confident as far as that position goes. We can put either one of them out there and win a game Friday night. Uh, Bryce has said several times throughout the summer, you know, hey, man, I really like my front seven. There's some young kids there, but we're going to have them for a couple years, and they're athletic, and, you know, they're talented, they're strong. Talk about your defensive front, man. Sounds like they got some mean, nasty boys up there that are going to cause some some chaos for the opponents. Look, I'm going to tell you, I think, I think it's the strong point of our, of our team. Um, but we, what we did is uh, we ended up taking two of them to play running back. You know, that they, they're that explosive and that, and that put together and, and athletic. Um, and they've done a great job, but uh, you know, a, a, a bigger group, a physical group. They they bought in, you know, to doing their job, and uh, you know, there's an incoming freshman that might get this. I, I would see getting some time, you know, uh, big old boy who who can play, and you know, you got Demas Price, you know, right there in the middle. I mean, Demas maybe six, I don't know, six foot six one, like two ninety, you know, and he's mean. Um, he got time last year as a true freshman, you know, with a hurricane, just kind of throwing him in the in the fire, and he he handled it well. So, yeah, that group, man, I, I would say is a strong point of our team, and um, you know, and I think Bryce, I think Bryce is right. You know, the linebackers are are young, or, or some of them are seniors, but they hadn't got much playing time. So when you look at a Friday night, wise, they're young. Um, but man, they, they they've grown so much over the summer, and they take coaching. You know, they try they try their hardest to do what you tell them to do, and when they don't, you get on them. It hurt. You can tell it hurts them, and that's a good thing. You know, they they want they hungry and they want to be good and they want to carry on a success. So, uh, you know, look like I said, look, we're looking forward to getting better this fall and, and getting ready to go. So, you know, I'm visualizing two defensive linemen running the football. That's not going to be very many tall sweeps. That's going to be between the tackles, power football. You know, hey, in the fourth quarter, we're going to wear you down. That sounds like that's going to be some physical bruising running for the opponents, man. Yeah, you know, we we uh, Abram Berg is going to be back there. Abram Berg's a, a big old boy, I'm telling you. I mean, when you look at him in the weight room, he looks like he's a grown man now. I mean, his, his quads are huge. And then we brought Nick Coleman uh, over, too. Nick Coleman's an athletic kid, got time on the basketball floor um, as a freshman. 
you know, and he, he's big now. Uh, he's a big boy. Uh, I remember watching him at Golden Meadow. They gave him the ball every play. You know, and he just he's five yards in a cloud of dust. Um, but they bought in. You know, that's going to be some two-way guys. You know, if one's on offense, you know, the other one got to go to help at the D-line and then, and then vice versa. And um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a team effort, man, you know. And um, it'll, it'll look a little different. But, um, you know, I think we can, we can do some things to make it work for sure. Coach, you guys are playing an early season rivalry game in the Dome, brother. I know you guys are super excited about that. I know the kids are super excited about that. That's going to be a wonderful experience for everybody involved. Yeah, man, that, that's pretty un, uh, it's an unreal deal. You know, um, we, 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 we're fired up. Um, I talked to Pop over there at Central, and he's fired up, man. So I think, I think I, I'm going to tell you right now, that's an experience, you know, for everybody involved, band, cheer, tarpanets, the football team, moms and dads, aunts, uncles, um, us as coaches. You know, that's something when you grow up in the state of Louisiana, you dream about doing. You know, you're playing where the Saints play, where they've had Super Bowls. Um, me being a diehard Saints fan, you know, it, it's kind of it's awesome. You know, I remember back when I was at Southeast and we had to go, we went and played Tulane twice in the Dome, and you know, you're almost kind of starstruck by it because it's uh, it's something you look, it's something that you've always looked forward to. And if you're in high school athletics, your goal should be at the end of the year to play in the Superdome, right, for a state championship. So, um, you know, super super blessed that we got the opportunity to uh, to get to play, and, and it makes it even better as as versus one of the top rival, you know, one of the top rival. It's a it's a rivalry game in the state. That's I would say, you know top top five maybe top eight for sure and um so you know i think i think it'll be a good thing for lafouche parish as a whole um looking forward to having a great crowd and, and you know and, and a great atmosphere and um you know the game's going to kick off at six i just got off the phone with the guy they cleared it with the new orleans saints and uh they're going to kick it off at six fifteen. so um yeah man that's going to be a fun one for sure circle that one on the calendar bro you know I, I was just about to ask you if you'd ever had a chance to play in the dome and then you said that you did yet did you throw a touchdown pass? Like, how'd you play, man? You gotta give us the rundown now. I did, man. I I, uh, I think I threw one or two. Uh, man, we had Tulane down to the wire both years. You know, my sophomore junior year, we took them down to the wire, uh, but but they won. But man, it, it was fun. You know, it was uh, you know, like we were, we we had guys in college that you know some a lot of them weren't from the Louisiana, but it was still the excitement to get to go play in the dome, uh, for for all of us. So. Um, I couldn't imagine getting to do it in high school. In high school, I got we got one game away. You know, lost to Katie in the semifinals. So, um, yeah, it's going. I look forward to it, and I know our, I know our kids and community does too. Sounds good, brother. Look, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, brother. All right, man. Thank you. all Yep, that is B.J. Young with South Lafouche High School, doing a very, very good job, keeping his guys ready to rock and roll. Looking forward to that game in the dome. That'll be a great opportunity for everybody. And uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Taylor Griffin. Talking with the turtle about some things happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure's high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Rage and Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime anywhere 24 hours a day seven days a week planning an event visit joe septic at viscom.net with locations in cutoff thibodeau fushaw abbeville and reserve want to become a certified babysitter terrebonne general health system is excited to offer super sitter classes participants will learn first aid and cpr along with safety business and basic child care skills classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at terrebonne general upon complete of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR First Aid Certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. You know, this is an awesome theme song, and it's one of the best in wrestling history. But I'm smiling and laughing and, you know, got a, a small grin on my face because, like, Taylor, I, I love you, brother. You're one of our favorite guests that we have on. I know that you're listening to that, like, is Casey trying to say that I suck? Like, what is going on? <laughs> no, that was not the intent. That was <laughs> but that's how it was played at random it's play by play on kaylee b we go to taylor griffin if you guys don't know what we're talking about go watch some wrestling man you're missing out but turtle good afternoon buddy how are you man good 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 to hear from you how's everybody doing in the studio today we're doing great brother um you guys are getting awfully close to your rodeo man and it feels like when we first started talking about it it was ways away it's not ways away anymore it's a couple of weekends from now i know you guys are putting some finishing touches and last-minute preparations to get everything rolling, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event again this year. It always is. Yes, indeed, man. We can't wait for it. Um, you know, just a quick recap, August 19th and 20th, you know, the party kind of starts Friday afternoon. The scale's open. There's going to be cornhole at 6 o'clock that night. There's uh, going to be a cornhole tournament. Uh, there will be uh, 
food and drinks and whatnot. And then uh, Saturday, it's an all-day affair. I mean, scales open when the sun comes up and the scales close uh, somewhere around 3 or 4. And then, you know, all throughout the day, look, there will be middle races for the kids, which is just something funny in itself to attend. Uh, watch all these kids go nuts and drop their middle in the chute. we got a custom-built, <laughs> uh, you know, middle track. Uh, that we put some water in you know it, that, that that's cool and fun to just be a part of we're gonna uh you know door prizes uh silent auction live auction the works and uh everybody leaves every uh first second and third in in the adult categories leaves with uh some uh gator coolers so i mean it's it's a fun event man if you've got some time even if you don't want to fish man i encourage you to just come Come help support the causes, which are uh, the center and cutoff and the bridge to independence with Nickel State, uh, which I'm going to be heavily promoting again today on uh, Instagram and Facebook for anyone out there who do, who don't follow us and just go look for Do Friend Building. Uh, we're out there, you know, letting people know about about all the things that we got going on. But but right now, our uh, our number one focus is, uh, you know, raising money to help these people in need for uh, this rodeo we got coming up. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And the, the two causes and the two, you know, uh, places that are going to be benefiting from this are, are very, very worthwhile. Um, tell me a little bit about the fishing. Is this like a fully offshore thing? Like, or is this like a, an event where you could catch tarpon or is it more inshore based? Like, tell us about the fishing a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, so the categories, uh, I'll start with the kids division. The kids could do catfish, uh, redfish under 27, bull red, sheephead, speckled trout, and miscellaneous. That's 12 and under. Um, and then, like, we got inshore adult. We got drum. We got red under 27, bull red, flounder, and speck. And then offshore, we got, uh, of course, the first two have an asterisk next to it, you know, pending, subject to change, whatever's going on with wildlife and fisheries. But hopefully, if everything's open, our lineup is amberjack, red snapper, uh, blackfin tuna, yellowfin tuna, and mangrove snapper. You know, if anything, if anything changes with wildlife and fisheries, we update people as far as amberjack and red snapper goes. But as of now, that's what's on the board. So I mean, yeah, you know, all the all the main fun offshore fish to catch. I mean, we're not expecting anyone to go out chasing any tarpon. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you bring if you bring one in, we'll weigh it, we'll take pictures, we'll celebrate it. But uh, you know. Who knows what we'll do from there? We might throw you a T-shirt or something. It's not a category, but we'll certainly high-five you and chest bump you if you want to bring one in. Very good. So, look, the news drops last week that South Lafourche is going to be playing a game in the Dome against Central Lafourche. We had BJ on in the last segment, and he was talking about how this is a great experience for you know the fans, for the players, for the cheerleaders, and everybody involved. Um, bro, this is a pretty cool deal, and you know it's a situation where look. I'm sure when you were a player, you know, playing basketball, or whatever, I'm sure you'd have loved to play in the New Orleans arena or if you didn't already get the chance to. So, man, like as a player, this is just something that those kids are going to remember forever, dude. Oh, yeah, that, that's that got to be – I never got to play in uh, something of that magnitude. That's got to be an incredible experience. I mean, we're talking just ultimate chills, ultimate three songs to the max. Like, how cool is that? You know, you get to play. These guys get to suit up lace up their cleats and, and play on the same field that the Saints play on. And, you know, I mean, it it doesn't, it doesn't get bigger and better than that. And I know South Lafourche and Central Lafourche, that's a great rivalry. Uh, of course, it's not much of a rivalry like we like to choke about as far as the record goes. But <laughs> always a fun time. And uh, I know both sets of fans travel well. You know, both teams will be well represented. I expect that lower bowl to be pretty full 
looking like a, a state championship game in there. So that, that, that ought to be fun. That's, I'm so happy for the kids and the coaches and, and, you know, everyone that gets involved, the cheerleaders, the trainers, everyone, the schools overall. I mean, it'll be great representation. I'm, I'm happy that everybody gets to experience it. That's, that's good for them. Well, you talked about, you know, the game being at the Dome and, you know, the, the field that the Saints play on. What are your thoughts, man? Everybody's got differing opinions on New Orleans. Some people think they're going to be really good, kind of be a sleeper. Some teams think, oh, Sean Payton's gone. You know, this, this could go really south. And then there are some folks like myself who think it's going to just kind of be in, in the middle and, you know, they'll maybe be 9-8 and eight or 10-7, and seven, something like that. What are your thoughts, man? I, man, I'm kind of like you. I'm uh... – I'm not too high or low either way, but I think it's going to be better than an 8-8 eight eight, uh, season or a 7-9 season. You know, I think it'll be better than just squeaking by getting into the playoffs. Like, as long as as long as long Jameis Winston is healthy and everyone else, you know, all the main people stay healthy, like, I'm, man, I've got a ton of faith in Jameis Winston. I'm so happy that the guy, like, really got his act together, really got, you know, he got his vision corrected and he had some really good games with the Saints and then he had that terrible injury. Like, man, all everything started to line up right back where it needs to be. The the dude is a great quarterback and you could see since he started, you know, since he got to the league and up to right now, just how much of a leader and just a just an overall better human being he's blossomed he seemed to have blossomed into. So I'm interested to see Full force Saints with full force healthy Jameis leading, leading the way. Uh, you know, I'm expecting a playoff appearance. I'm expecting ten wins. I, I hope that's not too high, but I'm I'm really excited about it. So tell me about this. Um, this there was news actually. I was on the air last Friday here doing the show whenever it broke. News that no wrestling fan ever thought was ever going to happen, which is Vince McMahon makes the the decision to retire from WWE. Now some things have come out since then that show that this was kind of a we're twisting your arm into retirement thing there were 14 15 million dollars worth of funds that you know they couldn't account for that were paid to Vince McMahon and we all now know that that was probably the hush money or whatever it may be so there were some reasons why he was kind of coaxed into this but what are your thoughts man was look I got a mailbag question in the next segment of the show and a listener wants to know hey is WWE going to be better or worse for this and I don't know how to answer that because look on one hand, you read the stories about how things have passed him by and how he's kind of losing his head a little bit, whatever it may be. But on the other hand, he built this company into a multi-billion dollar company. So without him, I could see where there can maybe be some slip-ups. What are your thoughts as you're seeing that news come out? Uh, Casey, I'm, I'm going to kind of jokingly say a, a line that, um, that I've seen in memes before. Uh, crack sells itself. <laughs> um, I think WWE will be just fine the way they are. I think they're going to keep going. I think they can only get better because, you know, everything Vince McMahon has done up to this point, you know, turned them into a billion-dollar company, you know, basically eliminated the territories and, and all the splits from back then, you know, bought out his competition. He's done – he's conquered everything. And, look, not to go too far off on a, on a wild tangent, what a, I think what AEW is doing right now is, is good too you know you have to have some sort of competition but look everything that Vince McMahon has done has been great up to this point and I'm not saying you don't have to try hard anymore they have to keep pushing they have to keep trying to be the best but I don't think you need Vince McMahon to do that I think it'll be in good hands from this point moving forward between Triple H and Steph like 
it's uh I think they'll be fine. I think I think they're going to continue to get better. And now with the uh you know with the TVPG supposedly being out and TV14 era being ushered back in, I think it's going to it's going to improve even more. You know, I'm I'm ready I'm ready to see a little more violence, maybe you know hear a, a few more comedic suggestive theming, you know, as far as the uh the commentary and and the you know the storylines and you know maybe a little blood here and there like crank it back up again and you know with Vince being gone I, I don't I don't think it's a huge loss you know maybe 20 years ago it is but now like I, I think they're gonna be just fine you know there are a lot of and you mentioned AEW so I'll talk about this there are a lot of people in the industry who are speculating that this decision from Vince McMahon is going to be very detrimental to AEW and I'll elaborate what I mean by that is that a lot of their roster left WWE because the talent had issues with Vince McMahon <laughs> and, you know, issues that they could have maybe smoothed it over had it been, you know, Hunter or Stephanie or whatever it may be. So a lot of those folks are now already reportedly saying, Hey, when my contract's up, I'm going back now. And I think that that's going to tilt the scales a little bit back in WWE's favors that the big, you know, polarizing figure is no longer there. And I think that the talent pool is going to be much, much deeper to WWE in the future. Yep. Yep, that is that is an excellent point, man. L- look out for that. Look out for that for sure. But you know, I'm I'm gonna bring in another point that no one's brought up. That I mean, you you just you hear all these rumors and you read all these things on the internet, and you know, people like to talk about opening the forbidden door. I mean, who knows what possibilities could come here? I mean, are we talking like interpromotional, you know, dream matches that you just never would have seen because they work for the competition and Vince doesn't want to do interpromotional stuff. Maybe things will change. Maybe all these guys come back to WWE or maybe they stay knowing that once a year, there's going to be some super massive blowout event involving both promotions that are split in the gate or whatever, whatever they decide to negotiate. Either way, what, whatever ends up happening, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. You look, another thing that I'm excited about is going to be SummerSlam weekend, which actually this weekend uh, the Ric Flair last match. And look, I, I feel like such a hypocrite because when this first came out, I was like, oh, why why are we doing this? And then watching the build and watching the documentary that they've been doing and seeing the story that they've been telling and listening to the Ric Flair podcast and the Jeff Jarrett podcast and hearing the reasonings behind that, like I think those guys genuinely don't like one another. And, of course, they're <laughs> going to take care of one another in the ring. On, on Sunday, you know, it's not going to be anything malicious, but – I think that that's, they're telling a great story, and if for nothing else, they took an event that to me wasn't appealing at all, and at least made it a fun story. I'm in, I'm excited to see what happens on Sunday when they get into the ring. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I I'm excited too, man. I, like like you said when we talked about it at first, we're like, man, I don't want to see that. You know, it's it's just it's dangerous. It's bad. Like the dude needs to give it up. Blah blah blah. But uh. Yeah, the, the storytelling that's going along with it and the build-up, and you know these guys, at the end of the day, they are performers. They are going to figure it out how to put on the best show possible. And, I mean, hell, let, let's let's ride one last time. Let's see what they got. They don't have to do anything spectacular. Just the fact that they're showing up to put on the show is spectacular in itself. Um, one, one thing I did read today, it was a screenshot, a tweet. I don't know if, I don't know if you saw it, but... Uh, kind of made me laugh uh rick flair's last opponents being a dude named lethal and another dude with a finisher called the stroke is pretty much spitting in the face of god and saying <laughs> i dare you yeah. so 
that right there gave me quite the chuckle this morning. But you know, these guys are going to take care of each other, and you know, everyone will come out healthy in the end, and it'll be a it'll be a nice performance to watch. You know, I, here's the thing, bro. Like we're, we're all saying this, and we're saying, yeah, they're going to take care of each other, and I do think that they will certainly. But I think Ric Flair is crazy. I mean, in the in the buildup, I mean, he had Jeff Jarrett hardway him with a high heel shoe and bust him wide open. So. You know, we're saying this, and we're saying, oh, you know, they're, they're going to be safe. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. There's no telling what Ric Flair is going to let them do to him in the ring. He's going to do something that is going to make us all a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think he's going to jump off of an eight-foot ladder and land on his back and do a flip, but I'm fully expecting to for him to bleed like a stuck pig from the forehead. He's going to get one good blade job one last time. He's... He's going to bleed, and he's at least going to do his trademark. You know, I'm climbing the top rope, and then the guy recovers. And, you know, he's got one last flip in him. He's got one last good bump like that in him. At least, at the very least, he will do some things to make us uncomfortable. But I don't think it's going to be, you know, outrageous like WrestleMania, whatever it was 15 years ago, where he, like, fell off the top of that ladder in that <laughs> Money in the Bank match, like, and got hurt. Like, it, I don't think it's going to be that extreme. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. I agree with you, brother. Look, dude, we're going to wrap it up right here. We thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next week, okay, bro? Yes, indeed, man. Thanks for everything. And as always, go Tarts, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a great job, as always. He's with Friend by day. He's with the Tarpon Broadcast Team for Boys and Girls Basketball by night. Does a wonderful job, and we love having him on on Wednesdays to promote some things that the business got going on and also to talk a little bit of sports. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'm going to open up my mailbag. i got some questions from you guys that you want answered, so we'll take care of that here in the next segment of the show. My Braves are 0-0 zero to zero in the fourth inning, by the way, in case anybody was wondering. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Shrimp boats is a common. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches, and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, platina, knotless dyneme, Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at aleriobros.com. If you want your car or truck to get the best treatment there is, there's only one place to go on the bayou, and that's Raceland Auto Center. Your vehicle is one of your most trusted and valued assets. When it starts to give you trouble, you want to take it to a place you can trust. At Raceland Auto Center, there are no appointments necessary, honest, reliable mechanics, and faster service. They'll also give you the small-town prices that the dealerships can't. 
Raceland Auto Center, 3913 Highway 308, where repeat customers become family. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Back to play-by-play play here on KLEB. Who are our guests today? We thank Richard Jones. We thank, who else? Uh, BJ Young and Taylor Griffin for their time here throughout the course of the show. Now we go to our mailbag, which will be um, all the questions that you all have had and gathered over the last week or so. Uh, if you got a question for us, I'm at JustGlare underscore Casey. No, I just said that completely wrong. I'm not at JustGlare underscore Casey. I'm at Casey underscore JustGlare on Twitter. I'm at, or we're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. Just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Casey Just Claire on Facebook. We're Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. Uh, shoot me a text. Give me a call. Whatever. How Get your questions to us however you got to do so. The first question comes from, hey, our old buddy, Billy Joe. Billy Joe's a regular listener of the show. He asks, hey, if LSU loses to Florida State, are the Tigers in trouble for the upcoming season? Billy Joe, yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. If LSU loses to Florida State in the opener there, it's not going to be a very good season. Florida State is getting a little bit better, um, but they're not there yet. They're not SEC better. And if LSU is losing to them in what's virtually a home game out in the Dome, that's not going to be a great sign for LSU. Unless if it's, you know, fluke and they're, you know, turning over the ball and like have some kind of fluky plays, a block kick or something like that. But Florida State was 5-7 and seven last year. They lost to Florida, who wasn't very good. They got clobbered by a lot of teams that they usually wouldn't get clobbered by. They lost to Jacksonville State, for Christ's sake. If LSU loses to those guys in the opener and what's going to be a home game out in the Dome, yes, it's not a good sign. LSU is likely in trouble if that takes place. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, and I, I, I teased this one with Taylor in the last segment. Casey, do you think the WWE product will be better or worse without Vince McMahon calling the shot? This is such a hard one for me to answer because 
on the one hand, there are so many legitimate gripes that fans have, right? So many things that the company could and probably should have done different in recent years to be more entertaining that they haven't done. And also, conversely to that, if you listen to a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the things that are out there, there are a lot of smart people who know way more about this stuff than I do who say pretty openly, like, hey, he was kind of holding them back a little bit. Very irregular schedule. You know, you schedule meeting at 3 p.m. He doesn't show up till 10 p.m. But if you leave, you know, he gets frustrated and then you get in the dog. So, like, very irregular stuff like that. Very abnormal stuff like that. Um, changing bookings last second, spur of the moment, rash judgments. A lot of those things are now going away. And then also there's the big part of what we were talking about with Taylor in the last segment is that a lot of the talents who have left, left because of issues with him and now may be willing to come back into the company because he's no longer going to be making decisions. So all of those things added up would lead you to believe that it's a positive, and I do think in many respects it will be. But at the end of the day, you liken this to football or basketball. The coach who's won seven, 800 games is now no longer there. And there's going to be some awkwardness at times whenever there's adversity, whenever there are difficult situations, whenever there are, you know, things that happen that you don't expect to happen that you've never dealt with before. How will the new regime handle those situations? Because we know that McMahon was able to handle controversy and handle, you know, different bad things and turn them into positives and turn profit into, you know, billions and billions of dollars of worth of a company. So it's interesting. It's an interesting dilemma. I lean towards saying they're going to be better off for it. I think that, you know, maybe the, the game has kind of passed McMahon by a little bit, but it's hard to definitively say that because again, you're, you're replacing the guy, the, the coach who, has won 800 games or whatever it may be, there's always that little bit of nervous energy when they're no longer in the building. A listener wants to know, Casey, the rumors are starting already. Do you see Sean Payton being a realistic candidate for Dallas next offseason? Hell yeah, I do. (laughs) Hell yes, I do. And Jerry Jones has already started to lay the groundwork for that taking place. As the Cowboys are opening up camp and, you know, they're starting to get guys back in and on the practice field and everything of the sort. Jerry Jones is behind the podium and he's doing his Jerry Jones thing. He's saying, oh, well, you know, we better win in the playoffs. You know, we got to be viable in the playoffs. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to make a run. Undercutting Mike McCarthy and laying that groundwork. Now the message has been sent and, you know, the expectations are clear. If Mike McCarthy doesn't lead Dallas deep into the playoffs, he is going to be fired. And Sean Payton will be number one atop the list of places or number one atop the list of candidates to replace him. Now, with that having been said, this is the thing that I think no one talks about that probably we should talk about in regards to the Sean Payton thing. How much does he actually want to go to Dallas and how much of his constant old Payton to Dallas talk is just him driving up the price for himself and making himself more marketable and just kind of playing Jerry like a fiddle. Because we've heard the rumors now three, four, five times, oh, Peyton to Dallas, Peyton to Dallas, and it's never materialized. And it's always either gotten him a raise or gotten him you know, a better situation in New Orleans or whatever it may be. He knows Jerry Jones. He knows Jerry Jones is overbearing and is going to want to control the roster and is going to want to 
you know, have tons and tons of input. He knows all that. And there's a small piece of me that thinks if Sean, if Sean doesn't know that that's not a great situation, but just uses the idea of that being something that he wants to do into getting better opportunities for him elsewhere. I tend to believe that next year Sean Payton is going to be with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's the California weather that he covets. He's got a lot of family in California. It's the young quarterback, Justin Herbert, that he covets. And I just think that that's the best situation for him. So I think that, yeah, all, you know, Peyton to Dallas, Peyton to Dallas. I think Dallas wants that a little more than Sean Payton does. I think Sean Payton uses that idea of going to Dallas to create better opportunities for him elsewhere, create a bidding war that maybe otherwise wouldn't be a bidding war. I think he kind of plays the fiddler a little bit there in that regard. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, which LSU football player are you most looking forward to seeing in the upcoming year? I'll give you a couple. Um, Offensively, I mean, it's cheating. Yeah, Miles Brennan, of course. I want to see how he's going to look. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback. If he's playing at a high level, I think LSU's got opportunities to do great things. Um, Defensively, I want to see Mason Smith. Look, I follow Mason Smith on Instagram. And, you know, everybody at that level looks good in street clothes, right? But I've seen some pictures of him in recent days. He is a behemoth. He is huge. He looks like a Herculean statue right now. Whatever height that Mason is, I'll, I'll go find him. He's 6'5". He's listed 6'5", 298. He looks like a damn Adonis. He had a wonderful freshman season and was really coming along at the end of that freshman season. He slimmed up, got some of that baby fat off of him, which is going to probably make him a little quicker. Every bit as strong as what he once was. I think Mason Smith is going to have an unbelievable sophomore season. And then the next guy, you know, and Miles Brennan was kind of a throwaway answer. Right? To answer the question more fully, I want to see Jack Besh because I think Brian Kelly is going to be very equipped to coaching up a guy like Jack Besh. In Notre Dame, they always had that big, tall, physical wide receiver or tight end that Kelly was able to kind of scheme open. Jack Besh fits the Brian Kelly mold on offense to a T. I think that Kayshawn Butte is going to get a lot of acclaim, as well he should. I think Kayshawn Butte is going to have a great season, as well he should. But I think as defenses focus their attention on Kayshawn Butte, Here's going to be Besh. Almost playing the Jarvis Landry role, right? Remember when Odell Beckham Jr. was at LSU? All the talk was OBJ. Oh, my God, he's got the crazy hair. He's ex- he is explosive. He runs back punts. He could do this. He could do that. You know, his mom's a track coach, and his dad played in the what all the all the talk. But quietly, Jarvis Landry would go every Saturday and get seven catches for 100 yards and really wouldn't get much acclaim nor attention. I think Jack Besh is going to be in that role. All the headlines in the claim are going to be Kayshawn Boutte is going to do this. He's going to do that. You know, he's going to get an NIL deal. He's going to do this, yada, yada. And quietly, Besh, when you look down at the box score, oh, eight grabs for 98 yards in the score? Okay. Oh, six grabs, 120 yards in the score? Every Saturday, I think he's going to be a consistent presence in that Brian Kelly offense, and I look forward to seeing the way that he's going to perform in that system. Casey. A listener wants to know, which prep football team should we keep an eye on in the 2022 season? Boy, I could give you a bunch of these. Um, 
But for the sake of answering the question and not, you know, copping out, I'm going to give you one. I really believe, and I believe this because I think that Chris and his staff believe this. I think Thibodeau is going to be good. I think Thibodeau is going to be good. They got a ton back off of a team that wasn't altogether far away. You return your quarterback. You get DeMarcus Singleton back after the storm. You're big up front. You return a lot on a defense that was pretty good. <laughs> he says their offensive line is as good as it's been there in quite some time. I know they're going to be good on special teams because Chris always has good special teams. I think Thibodeau's a team to look out for. The cop-out answer, B.D. White, because I think they're going to be incredible. Um, Vanderbilt, I think, is going to be very solid. But I think Thibodeau's that one team locally that maybe wasn't a playoff team last year that I think is going to catapult themselves and make a big leap forward. Next question, last question, actually, is Casey, who's the best high school team you've ever seen? Oh, good God. This is a good one. Um, Trying to think of some teams I've seen at the Dome. There have been some really good at the car teams in recent years. There's been some really good John Curtis teams in recent years. Uh, Basketball-wise, there have been some really good Scotlandville teams. Uh, the one with, you know, the, the last one with Javante Smart was, was ridiculous. I don't know about best, but I'll give you the most memorable team that I've ever seen. There was one year at the top 28 that, well, you know what? I Now I'm torn, but it's like Tioga was incredible baseball last year, but I can't say they were the best team that I've ever seen because they didn't win at all. They got kind of upset in the championship game. But anyway, let's get back to the story I was telling. There's one year at the top 28 that there was a university lab team that had like, and this is the reason why we have a split, folks, but that team had like six or seven, maybe even eight guys who were like six, seven or taller. They had a dude that was literally seven foot who never left the bench. And they did win the state championship and they did win it decisively, but they were kind of, sloppy at times and weren't as good as you would think a team with that much size would be. So I'm not going to list them as the best, but they're probably the most memorable team that I've ever seen just in the, the, the size advantage that they had on everybody that they faced. That's such a good question. I, I, I'll have to go with one of the Edna Carr teams of recent years. They were so dominant and look, they had such a psychological edge. They had you beat before the ball was even snapped. They, they had such a psychological edge. So I'll go with like Edna Carr of like the 2018, 2019-ish versions of that they were they were terrific. They were absolutely terrific. It's play by play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get our betting picks and then we'll get out of here on KLEB. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon. You wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell. Our cookie two-step ice cream is a creamy vanilla ice cream with hints of brown sugar, chunks of chocolate cream-filled cookies, and tasty chocolate chip cookie dough pieces. Cookie two-step has everybody's taste buds two-stepping and one and two. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell Ice Cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. time for the boss it's play by play here on kaylee b hope everybody's enjoying their day let's thank our sponsors one more time before we get out of yonder the blue boot rodeo southland dodge and homa industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name new friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs buzz off the only all natural (coughs) excuse me mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results and golden motors where price is priority proudly supporting south lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. So, three betting picks, then we'll get out of here. It's been a fun show today. We thank everybody for listening. We thank our coaching call-in guest, Taylor Griffin, as well. It's been a fun show. We look forward to getting this posted in the next couple of minutes that you guys can enjoy. Well, I don't know why I would say that. If you're listening to it in the podcast, it's already posted. It's a dumb thing to say. But anyway, let's get our three betting picks and then we'll get out of here. The Houston Astros are going to win today covering the run line against Oakland minus a run and a half. They're throwing Christian Javier, who's been very good this year. The biggest reason, honestly, why I'm taking the Astros today is because they lost to Oakland two days in a row. And um, just don't see that happening three times in a row. Oakland's not any good. They're 37 and 63. Houston is 64 and 34. The math just tells me that um, Houston should score and score quite a bit. Even though they're facing Cole Irvin, who's been very good, I think the Astros are going to put it on him today, make amends, and get a big win. Let's see what else we got today that we like. I'll go to this one. I think the Yankees are going to cover the plus one-and-a-half run line 
against the Mets. The Yankees are big underdogs today against the Mets because the Mets are throwing Max Scherzer and the Yankees are throwing Domingo Herman, who has a 15 ERA on the season. Uh, but Herman only made one start. You know, he threw three innings in that one start and got hammered a little bit, gave up a couple of long balls. Pitching in a bigger park against the Mets offense, which isn't a, a very explosive offense, the Yankees shouldn't be a run-and-a-half underdog against anybody, no matter the pitching matchup, no matter you know the opposition. I think that that's too big of a spread for New York today, and I think that they're going to cover the one-and-a-half, if not win the game outright. So I like the Yankees today with Herman. I think they'll get a few on Scherzer, and uh, they'll, they'll limit the New York offense well enough to take care of business. Let's see what else I like today. Let's go to this one. Nope, let's not do that one. Let's do this one. I like the Dodgers today to score. No, not let's not do score. I like the Dodgers today. The cover to run line, minus run and a half against the Washington Nationals. They're facing Patrick Corbin, who I would rather have Baron Corbin throwing on the mound than, than Patrick Corbin. Corbin has a 6.02 ERA, one of the bigger pitching contracts in the MLB, and he's been awful. He's 4-13 and this season. In the month of July, he's actually been better, y'all. Listen to this. In July, he has a 5.87 ERA, so that's been one of his good months this year. Corbin gets hammered every time he takes the mound. Facing a Dodgers offense that's going to be looking to swing, looking to make him pay, I think that the Dodgers are going to win and get a decisive victory against the Nationals today out in L.A. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back the same time tomorrow, 11.30. We're going to be breaking down some things in the world of local sports, rocking and rolling, keeping the train going. You've been listening to Play by Play. This is Casey Gisclair wrapping up, wishing you all a wonderful rest of the day. Stay safe, stay dry, stay cool. God bless you all. I'm out. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.